Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this Ocean Life podcast. I am your host, Josh Peterson. We have took a little break from the Stoke Grom stories and are back on it today, I'm happy to say, with a great young man on the island of Maui, Bobo Gallagher. Today, we talk with Bobo, who shares the stories of getting hooked on surfing after riding his first wave on a prone surfboard. He talks about the first time he picked up a paddle and surfed SUP. And then his discovery of downwinding and foiling. Basically, Bobo pretty much does it all. We hear about the great support Bobo has from his family and crew of friends in the water who help him train and learn the ocean. Bobo talks about his love for foiling in the surf and downwind and shares his thoughts on the new foil wing and what it's like downwinding in the Hood River Gorge in Oregon where, as we're recording this right now, Bobo is there. He's getting ready for the SIC Gorge Challenge coming up, so good luck to him. And finally, at the end, Bobo does an insanely good job of answering the lightning round of Grom questions and just shows a lot of great character and passion as a young dude for his ocean life. So a lot of fun stuff from a guy who's up and coming, charging, and just loving life. So thanks for being here and supporting the podcast. Good luck to Bobo in the Hood River uh, paddle race coming up. Hope everybody's getting out, reducing our plastic usage and all that. And so now let's get into the stoked Grom stories of Bobo Gallagher. So first of all, did you get in the water today? And if you did, what were you doing out there in the ocean? I didn't get in the water today, but I did get in the water last night and did nice. some sprints and race board training. Right. right on. So sprints, like what were you on, on your uh, downwind uh, SUP board or what were you doing? Yeah, with sprints? I was six Falcon. I was just training for Hood River. Oh, yes. So what, what, that's coming up, what, like in the next couple of days? Tell us about yeah. Hood River. What are you doing out there? Um, we leave in two days. So just kind of training, 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 and more training. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hood River, that is a race, a downwind race, correct? Yeah, it's a downwind race, a course race, and a foil race. Oh, wow. So you're doing all those things the same yeah. t- uh, throughout the day. Yeah. Have you been out to Hood River before? Yeah, I went last year. Dude, because I've I've never been. I have friends who've been there, but you know, like you and like paddling in the ocean all the time. Like it's a different kind of thing, right? Because you're basically going up the river, but downwind. Like, like what's that like? So, like? The current's going against you, but the wind and the the swell is going. So it's like it's going the opposite way. So like the current's going this way. And the wind's going that way, and the swell follows because it's all wind swell. Dude, so is that weird? Like the first time you paddled it, were you just kind of like tripping out how different it was than what like we're used to in the ocean? Because the swells are like eight eight feet, like in the channel, but like the swells are only like two or three feet in the gorge because it's all just wind swell. Huh. That's pretty cool. So freshwater paddling, like, have you ever paddled in freshwater besides uh, in Hood River? No, not really. <laughs> it's kind of nice. It's not like you get out of the water and you don't need to like wash off the salty stuff. It's just, you're already totally clean, huh? Yeah. Jeez. All right, cool, man. So you got in the water last night because you're training for the gorge race, which is coming up. Like when are you leaving? Like you're flying out from Maui. When? Oh, Two wow. Days. Awesome. So are you excited? Packing today and a little bit tomorrow. Oh man. Are you are you amping to get out there? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, man. I bet. And there's a lot of people that are going. I know Josh Riccio is going. I saw a picture of his like air, airplane ticket on Instagram. I think it was today. And like, there's a probably a bunch of other people from yeah. um, Maui going out there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. So then who's going with you out to hood from your family? Like tell, tell me about the whole, the whole setup, the whole, who's going out there with you? Um, everyone. So my sister, my two sisters, my mom, and my dad, basically. Nice. Nice. And so tell me about your family, like, uh, two sisters, mom and a dad, are your sisters older than you, younger than you or so one sister's. So I'm in the middle. So one sister's older and the other is younger. Nice. And so do you, do they like paddle and get in the ocean with you sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah. Cool. Very cool, man. And so as a family, I'm guessing that you guys all started out like together in the ocean, like being with your parents, they helped you get in the ocean when you're super, super small. Like, do you remember like one of the first like waves or times you're in the ocean as a super young grom? Yeah, it was like a day at Lani Poco. I mean, I've been surfing before that, but it was like my first wave I had ever caught in like by myself. And it was, yeah, this day at Lani Poco was super small. I was out alone and <laughs> like I just caught this wave and I was probably seven and I just caught this little wave and stood up. It was fun. So and ever since I'm hooked. <laughs> that was it, huh? Now before that were you like bodyboarding and just kind of splashing around swimming in the ocean? Yeah, I've always loved the water. Yeah, man. So you catch this wave and after that, like that was it. That's pretty yeah. much all you've thought about was being either on a wave or on a bump <laughs> since then. Is that right? Yeah. God, that's cool, man. So then, so did you start surfing after that? Like prone surfing, paddling in for after you caught yeah, that first I one? Yeah, I started on prone. Then I kind of just stayed with that a little bit and then went to sup. And then like three, and then did boiling. So it was prone surfing and that and longboarding and that and then then it was subs like sub surfing and it was it was prone sub surfing race sporting downwind and it was after that it was foiling then now downwind foiling yeah man and then oh. wing foiling too which and now um, wing foiling and kiting yeah man dude that's like the full that's like little bit of everything right there i i love yeah. that because i love i love doing a lot of different things too um and so I, I really i think that's cool that you're able to do all those different things so let me ask you then so you catch this wave you're seven you start prone surfing a bunch you get amped but at some point somebody gave you a paddle right and said here's a, this thing called stand-up paddling do you remember the first time you were on an sup and who you're with yeah, um, it was um, a Tuesday night, like two, two, maybe two years ago. And I, like, yeah, our, our friend was like, who was like a world champion. And then she had this board that she, Lara, played in. And she had this board that she lent me kind of. And I actually did a I actually did my first contest like a week 
I only been doing it for like a week. Actually, to my first contest. <laughs> what really? So yeah. <laughs> she's like she she gives you a paddle, gets you out there, and then a week later you're in a sup surfing contest. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so how how did you do in that first contest? So I got sick. Well, I think I got like fifth in the first heat, for fourth or fifth. And then somehow I, I advanced, and then I ended up taking six in the final. Wow, man. That's pretty good for having done it, like, for one week yeah. total. I was shocked that I even, like, placed. Like, <laughs> I'd only been doing it for a week. I'd, I could only turn, like, 45 degrees. Yeah. Geez. So, like, you're basically, like, supernatural at it. Like, it must have been... You're already prone surfing, but so, but tell me about how would you, what was the difference? Like, what was the first time when you first stood up? Because it's so different when you first SUP, you're not, you got to stand on your board, but you're not moving, right? Because you got to get up and you got to then paddle. I mean, was it easy for you to learn how to stand on the board without going forward before you can kind of start paddling and everything? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I always kind of had like this like natural balance. And I I had really good balance and I could, which has led to like being able to do like now for like kiting, I like this 311 that has like 50 liters and I just on it and then, and like kind of turn the bar and kind of get up. And then I can just like from, it's like this equivalent to like a board with like 18 liters or something. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's incredible. That's incredible. So, you your balance is so good. SCP was not a hard thing for you at all. Surfing, you start doing contests. I mean, and then did you did you keep prone surfing too, or did you you just get so amped on SCP surfing you pretty much focused there? Stuck with SCP and like yeah, I just kind of stayed with it and then got better and better and better. Yeah. It's easier to catch waves. You can see over the way up the waves and see which way is bigger and kind of compare it to the other ones and then pick the best wave and take it. So it's kind of cool that way. Yeah, nice. So where what's like your normal um where are the normal breaks nearby where you're SUP you're sub surfing a bunch? Where where are those? Um Fleming's S turns, uh Mushroom Re. Um that those are all kind of winter spots. Mm-hmm. And um, guardrails, Lonnie Poco, mysteries, and yeah, I mean that's summer. Yeah, yeah. So you- there's kind of a like a drive, and like you have to like drive different spots for because in the winter you have to go down. You have to. It's like better up north, but then in the Summer, you have to go down south, which is a really long drive. But with the winter, I can just like see right in front of me. Yeah. Or not. Nice, nice. So, of, of all those breaks you mentioned, do you have one that's your absolute favorite? If you could only ride any of those breaks forever, it, is one of the, which one of those would you would you pick? Um, probably Fleming and S turns. What's so special about those? Why you like those breaks? Um, I don't know. I just like. With S turns, like sometimes when it breaks, it's like there's this wall that'll come this way, and they'll be swelling and they'll meet, so you can do like a turn there. And yeah, 
it's like, and it also can get really big. No, you can just like sit in between mushrooms and S turns, and just get like this long ride from one break to another. It's like crazy. Like really, how long you can get them? Oh yeah. man, that sounds awesome. That sounds super cool. So then, when you're out, like you know, surfing, like who who are you with typically? You know, do you have a crew of friends? I know you got a lot of great people around you there on Maui who just love to be in the water with you but like do you have like a regular crew you like to go out with um I mean like from Zane take me out in the Alakai like I don't really have like too much of like a crew like Mm -hmm. usually like my dad Archie Zane Susie Johnny they're all like 45 and older so (laughs) yeah that's a crew that's that's all right, man. That's a good. That's a really good crew because you got a lot of wisdom, a lot of like good experience, people helping yeah. you and teaching you the ropes. Or <laughs> you probably don't need to be taught anymore, man. You're so good at it, but that's cool. Really, fun. it's fun to have a bunch of people in the water with you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So you start surfing a bunch, and then at some point, you started downwinding, right? So who who said, "Hey, Bobo, come out here." start piling out here. We're going to catch some bump and just ride for a while. So who was the one who introduced you to that? And what was your, do you remember your first downwind run? Also Laura played in. Um, she also took, yeah, told me about, but the first time I was eight and I was on like a, a big, like nine longboard. And I did like a 30 minute paddle. I was like, like, yes. (laughs) Like I was like, I, I felt like I was ready to downwind. Dude, that's cool. And so when did you go, like, do, like, how about your first, like, Maliko run, right? I'm sure you've done that. How many times do you think you've done the Maliko run? Would you guess? Um, maybe 20. Okay. So do you remember the first time you did it? Um, that was John Matthews um, for my birthday. Oh, that's a sick present, man. (laughs) I'd love that for my birthday present to go do that. (laughs) So how did you find it? Was it tough for you? Easy for you? Like, what do you remember about it? Um, it wasn't like extremely hard, but I mean, I, I'd been kind of training and kind of getting ready for it. Cause I thought it was going to be like this marathon that I was about to run. I was like, (laughs) like, it wasn't as bad as I thought. I think I kind of overestimate things. For the Maui to Molokai, it was like, it was actually easier than I thought. But it was harder, but it was easier. Yeah, yeah. Because like for those, like the Maliko course and Maui to Molokai, you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's what, seven miles for one? And what's Maui to Molokai? Is that 22? How far is that? Do you remember? Seven. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that's a long way, but what you don't really, the number doesn't, the, that distance doesn't say that you're going to get some runners, right? Some bump that's actually going to just help you not paddle as much and get some bump. But one of the things too about downwinding is like people think, because you know how to surf, that, you know, if you surf, you can downwind, but it's different, right? You're not really catching a wave behind you. You're kind of getting almost sucked in the wave in front of you so how was it for you learning how to you know see a bump and then dig paddle hard to get into the bump was it easy was it hard how'd that go i feel like it was kind of for like getting into the bumps it was i kind of like would go on the youtube and like watch and see like how 
you kind of wait for the trough to kind of slope and your board to kind of tilt up and then you paddle because it's like goes like that and then falls yeah. back, fall and then falls back and then it kind of yeah it's it's like it's kind of like it's kind of hard because you have to like boiling i think is a little harder because um you have to like you're up on a foil and if you go down it's even harder to get up so mm. you kind of have to get a nice size swell that you can actually just ride and glide for a while right so be more choosy on the swells you pick because like you said the foil you want to get the bigger ones that let you roll for a while yeah so downwinding and then you started foiling right so so you just kind of keep evolving prone surfing sup surfing downwinding and then foiling so how was that transition because that's even like you know moving from surfing like sup surfing to downwinding it's similar but it's different also a little bit of like learning but then like foiling is like a totally different like sport you know it's it's really was it how was it for you starting to learn how to foil it was i mean it was kind of like a change because i mean you're obviously it's different because you're hovering above the water and so like i had to wear a helmet and yeah like kind of be aware of like where you're kind of falling because (laughs) yeah fall at any second like in front of it and then like when you're going fast and like over foil and but i i mean i kind of just like hooked from the beginning yeah yeah and so yeah you said so you got hooked i mean because it is one of those pretty incredibly fun sports once you feel it it's like you can't stop thinking about it you know and so (laughs) did you ever have any bad crashes or like get hit by the foil because i've had a bunch you know and i know other people do too but do you ever kind of get a little bit of injury or anything from the foil when you're first learning or even now uh, two weeks ago really what happened first incident <laughs> um, yeah like i so i was go- i was doing a wing foil and actually the wing foil i found this is interesting because i mean but it makes sense the wing foil is actually more dangerous than actually just sub surfing really because there's that extra pull and so you're going and you jump out of the straps, it's going to pull you forward and the board's going to go a little bit slower and it's going to come and hit you. So that's what happened. It came behind me and hit me in the head, but one staple, but I mean, yeah. So. One. Oh man. So let me get this right. Cause I've been looking at the wing foil and I'm interested. I really interested in hearing what you, what you say about it because i have some friends who are starting to do it too so you're saying that you're holding this wing foil and it is pulling you forward of your foil board yeah and what happened with you is it pulled you forward and then the foil board and you hit the water and that the foil board was then behind you still going forward and the foil board hit you in the head yeah Yeah. it's actually the foil but yeah yeah which is gosh whoa whoa okay so Interesting. Super, super interesting. So then are you, I'm watching you on Instagram a bunch and you're downwind foiling, surf foiling. Um, Which of those do you prefer? Between downwind foiling and surf foiling. Wait, was it downwind foiling and surf foiling? Yeah. Or do you like them both the same? Surf foiling is different because I like, I like the tiny boards because it kind of like, like smooth i like i like prone boarding in the sense that 
it's tiny and small and you're like it's maneuverable and it's like it's a lot easier to do like backflips and errors mm -hmm. it's really hard to like paddle out and then catch a wave and then i mean once you get to the point where you can just pump a pump back out yeah kind of easier but right. yeah yeah that's cool but how about those like and maybe like in hood river in there um, and maybe this will happen in the next couple of days. I mean, I've heard of like, maybe it was even Josh Riccio. I can't remember, but hearing about like a 10 or 15 minute bump where he was foiling and got this bump and cause it just keeps going and going, like just rode this one bump without paddling for like 10 minutes or something. Have you ever gotten a big old bump like that? It just kept going and going. Yeah. <laughs> like that I got this one on Maliko and it was like, I don't know, I was probably like five or six minutes I was just going on that same bump. Were you tripping out, just like like just kind of laughing? Like you're like, I can't believe this thing is still going. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. What about something like that? I mean, do your legs get tired when you get those long ones? Yeah. I mean my ankles because like I have I have to do it with straps because I mean, I'm not to the point where I can, like, not yet, but I eventually I think I'll will, I will move to no straps because you have the ability to move freely, more freely than you would without. But I used one strap for the Ryan Wolkai, but before that I used two. And, but my ankles get like, like they just like, they get really sore and I have to like kind of, like sometimes I get cramps or, like to like bend down and like fill around with my ankle but yeah yeah i bet man i mean i know from like my own time of like doing long distance prone paddling where you're just going and going and going like your body just kind of kind of starts to cramp and it kind of hurts a little bit you know and i can know I'm, I'm watching like you and other guys doing these like super long distance foiling and just kind of imagining that you know the same kind of cramps you know could happen so now let's switch switch gears a little bit, you know, because as I um, mentioned to your folks, what I was chatting with before we connected here today on the podcast is um, you came out to Santa Cruz here, California, last year. And we're at the SUP, uh, SUP Film Festival. You had this really cool video or, or movie about you in there. I remember I was kind of sitting like a, a row away and I remember seeing you there. It was really cool. But talk about the cold water because you're in Maui, man. And it's warm. It's warm in the air. It's warm in the water. But Santa Cruz is a little different. So how was it for you coming out here and, and surfing in the cold, green kind of water? I, I don't know. Like, it was fun. But I, like, with the kelp and stuff, like, I got tripped a couple times. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, trying when I was doing like, a snap, I, like, got, like, tripped over. It was kind of funny. It was like, and, um, when I one time when I had to go over uh, under a set, I was kind of on the inside. I got like this headache, and then it, like <laughs> at, like three seconds after, it just like cleared. <laughs> Weird, huh? It's like the ice cream headache. Yeah. I know, yeah. man. Yeah. So, did you do you have like do you ever wear a wetsuit out there on Maui? Like, how often does that happen for you? No, I mean I wear like a wetsuit top. But I mean, yeah. this is preference, but yeah, yeah. So when you came to Santa Cruz, it was like 
Did you wear a full suit, a full wetsuit? Yeah, I, I had a 4-3. We got it that morning at like oh. a wetsuit shop. <laughs> yeah, because you don't need a 4-3 living on Maui. I mean, no. did it feel like super constricting, you know, because you're used to trunks and maybe a wetsuit top, but like then you have this rubber on you, you know, did it feel like you couldn't move as well? Um, not really. I didn't actually feel as restricted as I thought I would, but still, it's a little bit restricted. Yeah, good, man. That's good. Because sometimes, like, it, here, I, I wear a four, three, most people do year-round, and you get used to it, you know? And then the winter comes, and sometimes it gets really cold. You wear, like, a five, four with a hood, and yeah. you feel like you're, like, this rubber guy where it's just so hard to paddle or so hard to turn, you know? So I know... A lot of their friends I have in Hawaii and Tahiti and warm water places, and they come, they put a wetsuit on, they feel like they can't even barely move, you know? Yeah. So then you were out here at Santa Cruz, and so you were competing in the Paddle Fest and the Surf Contest. Is that right? Yeah. How'd that go for you? Um, it went okay. Um, I mean, I had my first team up against some. Um, Pretty tough competition. <laughs> oh, really? Who, 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 like who? Who um, some names? Oanike Ryoha. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you uh, intimidated at all or nervous? I mean, I kind of knew that he would win the whole thing, but not, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, a little bit, but I'm not a ton. Oh, good for you, man. That's, that's great. Now, kind of speaking of people like that, I mean, and, and you mentioned some names earlier of some of the folks, you know, uh, who, who are in the water with you, your crew, you know, there. I mean, who are some of the people who really inspire you, who you just get really amped to be in the water with out there and just help you, you know, push it and, and learn and, and get better and train hard? Some of the people. It's, it's one of the best things because, like, Waterman Zane take like, Olakai, which started my racing, and then we have run each other at a lot of races, and he's, like, always been taking me out at new breaks. Like, even at Santa Cruz, he took me out for, um, for cool. my first time. And Sunset, and, you know, again, Olakai, and, and and then Susie, training sessions with Coach Susie, and, yeah, like, it's just cool to have, like, this whole community. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool, yeah. man. Is my sup surfing and and josh and archie and yeah it's just a cool community yeah no that's way cool man super cool and then how about like your folks i mean they they're taking you to the beach they're you know helping you get new gear and everything i mean talk about that how lucky you know i had great parents too who would do a lot of that for me when i was your age you know i mean talk about how how that is how your folks help you out too you know yeah when i first started they my parents would like run run along the path alongside where I would, where I'd paddle. I'd wear like a phone for a GPS on find my iPhone. Oh, and, cool. And like, I'd have like a backpack and like, I'd like have like all the gear and like, like my first run was like my first time I ever like picked up a paddle besides, um, besides on the, the big board and it was like, yeah, it was like, it was like that 9-0 big board was, I was on like this 10-6 Sean O'Sullivan, I think. And it was like, I don't know, it was like, it was like this path where it's like, 
it goes like it's like a mile and it goes from like Kanapali to Lahaina. Yep. And so I just paddled along. I had like a backpack and <laughs> was, like felt really prepared and water bottles in my backpack. <laughs> because I I didn't know like I didn't, we didn't like we didn't have any of the like because I was just trying it. I didn't know that this would become like the new thing for me. Yeah. So I've always just been like trying to find like my I guess passion. Well, and this is kind of I found it. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome, man. I mean, I think that's two things there. One, I think it's really cool that your parents, you know, um, helped you um, find that, you know, and and be there with you and support you. And then I think it's really cool that you've been able to try so many different things and have found the stuff that you just really love to do. I mean, I think that that's you're awesome, man. Yeah, and, like, my dad taking me, like, all over and, like, Sunset and, like, Santa Cruz and just, like, providing opportunities. Yeah, man. Good way to go, Dad. I love it. It's very cool. So then, Bobo, I mean, right now we're talking, so it's, like, August, early August, the 7th of August today. You're leaving Maui. You're flying to Oregon to go to Hood River for the Gorge Race. So that's a big trip and race coming up. Um Outside of that, are there other races or trips or events later in the year um, that you're that you're looking forward to? Yeah, Hood River. Um, I want to surf Tahiti, like go to like Waco, Wave Pool, and Choke, Choke, nice. and and I like I really want to do the Molokai to Oahu. Like that would be that sounds really fun. Like I also want to learn how to do a backflip on my my foil. <laughs> oh man it's a lot of good stuff right there man <laughs> like kiting and dude that's sweet uh one thing popped in my head to ask you um you mentioned tropu have you gotten any really barrels you lay awake at night thinking about um since you've been subsurfing um well i've actually gotten this one barrel it was a night at fleming which is about 10 minutes away from my house maybe and there aren't too many waves that barrel here, but the waves are about four to six feet, and it was a shore break, and I get, so I got this wave, do an air, wait, no, wait, did I do an air? No, I didn't do an air. I did three snap, a cut back, and then pulled into this barrel. It was, like, oh. really nice, and it was, like, I could, it was really open. I could see the lip going over me. Oh, man. And I started pumping, 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 made it out, did a cutback, and then kicked out. It was probably the best wave I've ever gotten. Dude. Or as performance goes. Yeah, dude, to have a wave that lets you do all of that and then, and then like get a barrel that you make it out of and then cut back after. Like, dude, I, I dream about stuff like that still. I've been surfing for. <laughs> A long time. <laughs> That's cool. All right, Bobo. So now we come to the lightning round of questions. Okay. This is fun stuff. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. We're going to start easy and then we start getting hard. Okay. First one. Here we go. It's about school. You pick one or the other here. Do you prefer science or math? Science. Why? Um, well, we get these really cool boxes, and it's called Tinker Create, and you get, they're like these boxes with like science, and you make like sound systems, and you make like 
games and yeah, it's like activities that like science activities basically. Nice. That, that sounds cool. I, I know what you're talking about. Those are rad. Okay. Next question. Two different scenarios. Okay. The first one, super cold water with perfect barrels or nice warm water with waves with a perfect air section. Which would you prefer? Cold water and barrels. <laughs> it's funny. I think almost everybody I ask that question to on this, they say the same thing. It's like, uh, I could deal with the cold water if there's perfect barrels, you know? <laughs> okay, next one, food. This could be an easy one for you. Hot dogs or hamburgers? Um, hot dogs. Hot dogs. What do you like to put on your hot dog? Ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up ketchup, nothing else? 57. Heinz, <laughs> <laughs> nice call. All right, movies. Two movies here. First, Moana. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Okay. Or surfs up with those penguins that surf. Which one do you prefer? Moana. Moana. Why is that? <laughs> I mean, I've never seen the other one, but. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I should have asked that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Got it. And Moana is a pretty rad movie. Like I saw it just the other day on an airplane because it's just a, it's a cool movie to see. I, I like that one. <laughs> All right. Cool. Bobo, last question right now. Here we go. If you could pick one place in the world, one place to ride, and it could be downwind, you could be surfing, one place in the world, and one person to go with you, where would you go, and who would you go with? Um, oh, gee, these ones get harder. <laughs> Lamore. Lamore. Yeah. And who with? Um, my dad. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, man. I love it. I love it. All right, man. Good answer. Good call. I would take the same thing. That's cool. Kelly's pool. <laughs> yeah. Would it be cool if Kelly was there too, maybe surfing with you guys? Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe. not really. Maybe Kai, but <laughs> ideally. <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. Well, Bobo, this has been awesome, dude. And a couple of things. First, thank you for taking time out of your busy day and you could be in the water doing some fun stuff, but you decided to spend some time sharing your rad ocean life with us um, and everybody listening. So thank you for that. And second is good luck this week in hood river, man. I'm going to track you on Instagram and wish you the best of luck out there. Yeah. Thanks. Very welcome. And next time I'm, I'm actually coming to Maui next week and you'll be gone, but next time I'm out there, man, I'll come by and you can teach me how to wing foil. Cause I'm, it's like my next thing, I think, is to get the wing foil. So I want to, I need somebody like you who knows it, a pro to help me out, man. Would you do that? Sure. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, hey, thank you so much, Bobo. And uh, we will talk to you soon, okay? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. All right. Take care. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening uh, to another podcast episode. Can't do it without you. And uh, so thrilled to have you here supporting uh, myself and the podcast and all the guests uh, continually. Always appreciate a positive um, rating on your, uh, your podcast app, whether it be you know Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Just helps helps grow the podcast and uh, spread awareness. So thanks for that. And then any uh, social media mentions, always super appreciative. And uh, if you know somebody who you think would be great to have on the podcast to share the, about their ocean life, 
please hit me up. I'd love to chat with them. Or if you think you'd like to, let me know. Uh, email is josh at thisoceanlife.tv. All right. Thanks, guys.